You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From a soon-to-be-disclosed location on the 12th floor, somewhere in Oklahoma City, I am Eric G., your gracious and humble host, and welcome to the weekend episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. Thank you for making us a part of your weekend. We are recording this episode on August the 10th, and I have to get something off my chest. I need to bear my soul just for a couple of seconds here. I've been telling you for the last few weeks that we're coming to you from an undisclosed location 12 floors up. Truthfully, it's 13. It's an odd numbering system. I did some counting today on the elevator on my way to where I hang out on a daily basis, but it's 13 floors up 12 floors the number of the floor so I just I had to get that off my chest because I don't like being fake I want to be truthful and while it may have been cool to say 12 floors up it's 13 floors up we're on the 12th floor and hopefully Monday I can disclose the location and tell you all the other cool things that I will be doing in this particular building that I've been hanging out now for the past few weeks um, I can also tell you about the Locked On Sooners podcast that's getting ready to launch. I don't have a launch date yet, but we've started posting some stuff on YouTube, and you can just go to YouTube, search out Locked On Sooners, and see the video that we're starting to post. We have one video up now of Lincoln Riley, but that will start to kind of that'll start to come together a little bit more over the next couple of days when I get a chance to post more of the video. Uh, that that I have. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, what else do I need to tell you? Oh, yeah. How about the stuff that's going on on this podcast that you want to listen to? We have the complete schedule for the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. And in segment one, I'll tell you how many national television games they have. Plus, we'll look at the first two months of the season and talk about some of the key matchups that the Oklahoma City Thunder have. And I'll tell you the one team in the NBA that got way too many nationally televised games and why they don't deserve it. In segment number two, we'll look at some of the other key games that are going on around the association throughout the 82-game regular season schedule. And then we'll wrap things up in segment number three by discussing what do you really want to know about the coaches and the players that you root for. Had a chance to talk with Lincoln Riley today a little bit about the Ohio State situation once the media scrum broke up and just kind of posed it to him. How much do we need to know? If a coach or a player is committing domestic abuse, is that something we, the media, we, the fans, need to be privy to? I'll tell you what he had to say about all that. My name is Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while, and I'm doing radio again Back in Oklahoma City. I will tell you more about that on Monday. (laughs) And I'm just very, very excited about what I get to tell you on that. I think I get to tell you on Monday anyway. I also host the Locked On Sooners podcast as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I help out Thunder Digest. And I've covered the Oklahoma City Thunder for five years. And if you like what you hear, go to LockedOnThunder.com and check out all the podcasts as well as video and audio from players and coaches. Well, today we got it, folks. If Christmas came early and came this week when Martin Luther King Day, 
Christmas Day, and opening night got announced. Well, now we know the full 82-game schedule for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So if you're thinking about single-game tickets, then this is your opportunity to go to thunderdigest.com because they've got a really cool graphic with all the games that are coming up this year, and you can start picking out the ones you want to go to. And in the first few weeks of the season, there are some great games here at the peak, and there are some great games just period for the Oklahoma City Thunder. As you learned earlier, it's going to start on October the 16th out in Oakland against GSW, but then the Thunder get a couple of days off, which I absolutely love, before they go play the Los Angeles Clippers. And I don't want to hear about the Clippers being in disarray or rebuilding form or whatever. Those West Coast trips tend to get a little tough for the Thunder. At least they don't have to play on back-to-back -back nights. And at least if it's not back-to-back, -back, at least you don't have just one night that they get off. It's two nights. So that plays into the Thunder's favor before they come back home on Sunday and have the home opener on October 21st against the Sacramento Kings. The 25th, the Celtics come to town, and there's another date with the Clippers coming up. And I'm telling you, don't sleep on this game on the 28th against the Phoenix Suns because that'll be your first shot as Thunder fans to see DeAndre Ayton, the number one overall pick, in person. Some of the other key games that are uh, happening in the first few weeks of the season, there is a date with Washington in D.C. on the 2nd. Carmelo Anthony makes his return to Oklahoma City on November the 8th, and that one's going to be exciting just because we finally get to see what kind of reception Carmelo Anthony gets. I think he'll be cheered. I think he'll get some claps, and he'll get a show of appreciation because I just don't see Oklahoma City Thunder fans hating him. The Knicks are in town on the 14th of November. Nop, the New Orleans Pelicans on the 5th of November, which ought to be a fun matchup. And then uh, what else? Denver coming to town on the 24th. They go out, the Thunder go out to Phoenix, and then there's a date with Dallas, and you've got the Luka Doncic game. But overall, the first couple of months pretty good. 27, not in a row, but 27 total nationally televised games for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that is one less than Golden State, one less than Houston. Oklahoma City is tied with Philadelphia and Boston for nationally televised games this year. That's pretty darn cool. One thing I also did not know until I read the Thunder's press release that they sent out about this is that Thunder games can be seen in Nebraska, and Missouri and Arkansas, as well as Oklahoma. So this really is a regional team. As, as much as we like to claim it here in Oklahoma City as our own, the Thunder are very regional. And I've had people listen to this podcast who listen in Missouri or other parts of the country that didn't have an NBA team to root for and started rooting for the Thunder, and thus they've started listening to the podcast because they want as much Thunder opinion and information as they can possibly get. But 27, 27 nationally televised games for Oklahoma City this year. And a lot of that has to do with Russell Westbrook and the tear that he's on. Obviously, Paul George doesn't hurt that. But when the NBA is trying to develop a new rivalry between the 76ers and Celtics, which organically, that's going to develop enough on its own. But they're wanting to push these teams. 
when you've got LeBron in Los Angeles, you've got the Warriors, the defending champs, and the Rockets, who are set to be their challenger. The fact that the Thunder still get 27 and will still be that featured, that tells you all you need to know about just how relevant this team is to the NBA. And despite the fact that they are in a small market, it doesn't matter. Because what matters more in the NBA now than the market you play in or even that nickname that's across the jersey is who are your star players? And if your star players have mass appeal the way that Russell Westbrook and Paul George, and even now, and and I'm telling you now, this is the year for Steven Adams to also get a lot of that mass appeal then the NBA is going to want to trot them out there as much as possible. And the Thunder already have a regional fan base and a global fan base, especially in New Zealand, but Australia and in China as well. But it's just going to continue to grow, especially when you see this team be better than what they were last year and actually have a serious shot at challenging Houston for an opportunity to play Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. And if Oklahoma City does play Golden State, and I'll say this now, in a seven-game series, I like Oklahoma City to push them to the absolute brink. Even if the Thunder do not win that series, Golden State will come out worse for the wear, and whoever they play in either the Western Conference Finals or the NBA Finals after that, is going to be thanking Oklahoma City for for sitting them up nicely and wearing their butts out. That's that's just what kind of year it's going to be for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I realize we are on the brink of football season. And I got a tweet about that yesterday because I'm constantly tweeting out the podcast and a guy says, well, you know, it's close to football season. We get to schedule now. Training camp is going to start here in a couple of weeks. October's not that far off. So there's not a lot of breathing room, and I am jacked, just jacked for what this team can do. With Golden State getting its 28 games, Houston and OKC getting its 27. None of those teams have the most nationally televised games this year. Yeah, take a wild guess who it is. If you don't already know, and I'm sure you you do because you've either seen it on television or you've probably guessed, it's the Los Angeles Lakers. And all that is, is LeBron James. It's not, even the, it's not even the big market. It's LeBron James and him still being the most marketable player in the NBA. That's it. The Lakers, there's no way in hell they deserve 31 national, nationally televised games. The Lakers aren't worthy of that number, and they're going to prove it this year. LeBron James is not going to the finals, which maybe that's one of the reasons why the NBA has the Lakers on 31 times, is because they know they're not going to be able to take advantage of him in their premier event, because that's going to be some sort of combination right now of Golden State and Boston, or Golden State and Philadelphia, or dare I dream Golden State and Milwaukee, but you might as well put LeBron James on as much as you can. He doesn't deserve it. The Lakers don't deserve it. The Lakers the Lakers have the potential to be a hot mess, even with LeBron James leading them. And what a lot of people who root for the Lakers are overestimating is that what LeBron comp- accomplished in Cleveland with that bunch 
he'll be able to take all these head cases in LA and do that again. And he's going to come up drastically short. I would say right now, I would not pick the Lakers any higher than sixth in the NBA West this year. And maybe I'm wrong, and maybe LeBron James proves me wrong, and we can talk about how much depth the East is gaining, and, and we can discuss whether or not the West is as good as it has been. But I still don't see the Los Angeles Lakers in a seven-game series being able to beat Utah, which we don't even talk about enough on this podcast, and we need to be talking about the Jazz a hell of a lot more. And I don't know how many nationally televised games they have, but they deserve more than the Lakers with the bunch that they've got. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, Spider Mitchell is one of the most exciting players in the game. That guy needs to be on national television as much as possible. But the Lakers aren't going to, in a seven-game series, aren't going to beat Utah. I wouldn't right now pick them to beat Portland, although that might be a stretch. I think it's a seven-game series at worst. Not going to beat Oklahoma City, not going to beat Golden State, not going to beat Houston. It's just not happening. Unless there are some other moves to be made, and LeBron is just that good, and we all know he can be that good, don't see it happening. And thus they get 31 games. But Oklahoma City, 27, that's the positive. And the first few months of the season, we've got some interesting matchups here, and we get to see a lot of interesting players. And I'm really excited for that game on the 14th and the 8th when Ennis Cantor comes back into town and when Carmelo Anthony come back into town with their respective teams. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on the show, we will discuss some of the other games that the NBA have for you to watch this year. The must-watch games on the 82-game schedule. Write them down now. Put them, or yes, you know, write things down now. Take out your smartphone and start putting them in your calendar. I'll tell you what those are coming up next. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your host, Eric G. Don't forget, Locked On Sooners will get underway this month as I will be the host of that. We've also got some other cool things to tell you about. Hey, and how do you find out about all that? Well, one, you can listen to the Locked On Thunder podcast, but two, you can follow me at the new Twitter account, at newgeehso. That's at newgeehso. Locked on Sooners, Locked on Thunder, that'll be our home. And remember, for everything sports, it's the Locked on Podcast Network at LockedOnSports.com. Locked on NBA Podcast, Locked on Major League Baseball, Locked on NFL, and we're introducing all the college stuff this year, which I'm very just cannot tell you. I'm over the moon to be to be a part of this. So be listening to us, the Locked on Podcast Network, for all your podcasts and all your daily news as local experts are talking about the biggest stories. Um, some of the other good good games that uh, you could be watching in the NBA. One, I, I'm going to talk about some of the return home games coming up here in just a second. But I'll tell you one that you might want to watch is on the 17th of October, and that's DeAndre Ayton against Luka Doncic. Doncic. Am I saying his name right? <laughs> Doncic. As the Dallas Mavericks play the Phoenix Suns. And that might, be, that might have been one of those games that you blew off a few years ago, don't don't so much go blow that off now. The rest of them are the return home games. And LeBron James goes back to Cleveland on November 21st, or as the Cleveland Plain Dealer put it, 
Lonzo Ball and the Lakers show up and former Cav LeBron James is scheduled to play too. Unlike LeBron James' first return home where he went to Miami, you know how this one's going to go down. It will be an outpouring of emotion from Cleveland fans who were sorry to see LeBron James go, but ultimately are extremely appreciative of everything that he did in Cleveland and bringing the championship back to them. I, I don't know if there's a jersey. I, I think LeBron's jersey may already be retired in Cleveland. But if there's not a, a jersey retirement ceremony or something, when he is introduced, that place is going to go absolutely nuts. And it'll be one of the most emotional standing ovations that you see from a crowd probably all season long. Because they understand that LeBron James is leaving. They understand that he is in the last phase of his career. And this is how much they are going to pour out appreciation for him. The other thing that will be worth watching in that is when LeBron James returns is Dan Gilbert's face. And can the TNT camera or ESPN, I, whoever's carrying it, find Dan Gilbert's face and zero in just to see how pissed off he gets when that crowd gives LeBron James the standing ovation. And ultimately, Dan Gilbert now will be blamed two times for LeBron James leaving Cleveland. Then you've got DeAndre Jordan coming back to play the Los Angeles Clippers on the 20th. And, and coming with the Dallas Mavericks, I, you want to make this game fun? You make Canes the sponsor of this game. Because Canes was the Kane, it was Canes chicken fingers that the Clippers used to keep DeAndre Jordan in Los Angeles instead of signing with the Dallas Mavericks. Make Canes the sponsor. I would honestly just the troll Mark Cuban. And make Mark Cuban feel so uncomfortable. I would do a video presentation of all DeAndre Jordan's greatest moments and even some of his not-so-great moments. And I would have Kane sponsor it and I would make sure everyone got complimentary chicken fingers as they walked into the building. And I would just want to remind Mark Cuban that the DeAndre Jordan you're getting is not as good as the one the Clippers had. And he's not going to help you go any further than what you already are. And essentially, the Clippers let him go because they're in the rebuilding process. That's how I would handle that if I was the Clippers. Kawhi coming back to San Antonio on January the 3rd. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is... Whoo! My, my initial reaction when I saw this is that Spurs fans are going to have some time to cool off. And even if there's a smattering of boos, for the most part, I think Spurs fans will appreciate Kawhi Leonard. Now, I could be wrong on this. And, and, and quite frankly, I need to go listen to Locked on Spurs to hear what they're saying about it. But certainly the reception, all anybody's going to want to see is how Kawhi's former teammates treat him and how Greg Popovich treats him and... What is the dynamic there? As far as the crowd reaction, I think it'll be mixed. I, just because the guy did help them win a championship. I, I don't know how mad Spurs fans could be. And he's really the first guy to say that he doesn't want to play for the organization. It's all about him, Pop, and his 
and his former teammates. Just how physical they get, how tough will that atmosphere be? That that that's interesting. That's very interesting. And then those tables get reversed on February 22nd. DeMar DeRozan goes back to the Raptors where he's going to get a he what LeBron it won't quite be what LeBron gets in Cleveland, but it'll be close to that kind of reception. And how do the Toronto Raptors fans act about trading one of their favorite players, even if Kawhi Leonard is good, but just the perception that the Raptors did DeMar Rosen dirty, that makes that game intriguing. Tony Parker going back to San Antonio on January 14th, the Nothing But Love Fest, and Blake Griffin to Los Angeles on January 12th. I One, I, I got to think that Clipper fans still kind of like Blake Griffin. He got traded. He didn't leave via free agency. In fact, he signed a long-term deal, and the Clippers dumped him, and it's going to help them save salary. I think that one goes smoothly. But those are some of the other key games, some of the other fun things to be watching during this 82-game season in the NBA. I can't wait for it to get here. Like I'm, I, I saw this, and I, I'm trying to think as much college football as I possibly can. As soon as the schedule comes out, I'm like, no, no I'm ready to go out to the beak. Let's go watch some NBA basketball. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next, we're going to inject a little college football into this, but it all ties back to the NBA, and really it's a bigger sports topic in general. But what did Lincoln Riley have to say when I asked him about should there be things that we as the media and fans don't need to know when it comes to players and coaches' personal lives? We get to that next on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Welcome back to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Don't forget, Locked on Sooners is coming soon here in the next few weeks, next couple of weeks. And for everything podcast-wise, don't forget about the Locked on Podcast Network. All the podcasts are available via Alexa. Did that set it off? Did that, did that do it? Um, also, iTunes and Spotify. You can get all the Locked On podcasts there. Just say, Alexa, Locked On Cubs. Oh, I may regret that because you may be listening to this on Alexa. Well, now you can't even hear me say this if you've been listening on Alexa. Alexa. Um, today, I had a chance to talk with Lincoln Riley, head coach of the University of Oklahoma, and pulled him away after the media scrub. And we were talking, essentially he was asked about the Ohio State situation and how he would handle it. And I asked him, and, he, and admittedly, he did not. He told me he did not have a good answer or a good opinion on this. But I did ask him, how much do we need to know? How much should we know as media and families or as media and fans? When it has to do with a husband and his wife, even if that husband is a public figure, do we need to know about the domestic violence that he committed? Do we really need to know about that? Do we need to know about other things in other people's personal life? He didn't have an opinion on that. Me, I'll try not to wreck my balls doing this, but I'm sitting on the fence. I go back and forth. On one hand, I went to journalism school, although I don't necessarily consider myself a journalist, but I do have those values kind of intrinsically put into me or at least beat into me where I say, yes, 
You're a public figure. You gave up your right to privacy. And if you do something like commit domestic violence and you are found guilty of it, then you deserve to be criticized and whatever happens, happens. It doesn't just go for you. It goes for anybody that commits that. But at the same time, because I am a public figure and because I do think that we've all kind of given up our right to be private citizens through social media. And as somebody that believes in forgiving people, I want to see people rebuild their lives. I want to see people, if they need help for something that they're doing, get that help, be able to recover from it, and become a productive member of society. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't be punished for what they did, but I'm all for people getting better. And I'm all for people getting due process before we become judge, jury, and executioner, as we so often do in these these day and ages, or this day and age. And I have to admit, there's things about the people that I cover I would feel much more comfortable if I didn't know. As great as it is to get to know somebody one-on-one, it's a lot easier to deal with them when it's just a kind of a whole question and answer and you're it's sort of a user relationship. I'm using you to get content and you're using me sort of to promote your brand. If that's how you see me as that's an easier relationship to have than getting to know these guys one-on-one because once you find out something in their personal life may be screwed up, then it's your obligation as a reporter to step out and report it. And do the fans want to know stuff like this? Do they want to hear that there might be some deviant behavior in their favorite athlete or their favorite coach? And if I guarantee the majority of people are going to say yes, but if you were to put truth serum in all of them, the answer would probably be no. You'd just be better off living in the dark. But maybe we shouldn't live in the dark. Maybe all the deep, dark secrets need to come to the forefront And when they do come to the forefront, A, on a positive note, it forces people to get help. But B, it shows us that when you start to idolize people that you don't really know and and put them on a pedestal, that can be also extremely dangerous. And I hope I made my point on that one. I wanted that to be, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I wanted that to be a little bit stronger and a little bit more profound. But it's something that I struggle with every day in this job of how much do I really want to know about Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony. And I keep coming back to this. Even if it does make me feel queasy, I want to know them the whole person. Because I feel like if I know them the whole person, it gives me a better chance to do my job for you. And also gives me a better understanding of them. And I think that's the one thing that we have to do as humans is realize that, hey, just because somebody's famous doesn't make them any less human than we are. And they screw up just like we do. Do they deserve second chances? Yes. And unfortunately, sometimes they get second chances that we don't get in life. And that's just kind of the way things shake out. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. That wraps it up. This is the weekend episode. We will be back on Monday. Don't forget, Locked on Sooners is coming soon. And catch all our podcasts at LockedOnThunder.com. And follow me on the new Twitter account, at NewGeehso. And until Monday, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.